Welcome to the Private School Leader Podcast, where private school leaders learn how to thrive and not just survive as they serve and lead their schools. I strongly believe that it is possible to have a long and happy and fulfilling career as a private school leader. And my passion is to help you figure out exactly how to do just that right here on the Private School Leader Podcast. I'm your host, Mark Minkus. My dad was 92 years old when he passed away in September of 2021. And I got to spend a lot of time with my dad over the years, especially the last several years of his life. And when I would go over to visit, he always had the TV on. But the TV was almost always on one of three specific things. His favorite thing to watch was Jeopardy. He was a huge Alex Trebek fan. Also, it would, during the baseball season, it would be on baseball. And it didn't matter who was playing or where, um, whatever game was on, he was watching it. But another show that was probably the third most frequently seen show on his television screen was that my dad liked to watch Antiques Roadshow. And you probably know the show. It's a PBS show, and they travel around the United States and sometimes the UK, and people bring collectibles of art or sports memorabilia, maybe antique furniture, and an expert in that area looks closely at the item, and then they tell the person how much it's worth. And it's a little bit addictive because, you know, these people, they tell the story and they found it at a, they got it at a garage sale. And then it turns out that it's worth $15,000 and sometimes it's worth $5. So it's actually a pretty interesting show. But one of the biggest finds on Antiques Roadshow happened in July of 2011. And it was, uh, the show was in Tulsa, Oklahoma, and a man brought in five Chinese cups that he had owned since the 70s, the 1970s, and he had no idea what they were worth. And the Chinese antiques expert that was there that day, name, the name of the guy was Lark Mason, he is looking at this, and as the cups came out of the little bag that they were in, his jaw drops and he calls other people over and their jaws drop as well because it turns out that these Chinese cups that this guy had bought somewhere for not very much money in the 1970s, that they were carved from the horns of a rhinoceros and that these, I think it was five cups, were worth $1.5 million dollars. Well, the reason that those cups had value is because they were authentic. And that's why you have experts that tell you that things are authentic with the paintings or the sports memorabilia, because they have no value if they're not authentic. They're actually called a forgery or a counterfeit or a fake. And as leaders of our private schools, the last thing that we want is for our teams to think that we're fake, to think that we are not authentic. We want them. We have a strong desire for our teams to be, to see us as genuine and real and authentic leaders. And on today's episode of the Private School Leader Podcast, we are going to talk about eight things that you can do that will make you a more authentic leader.
But before we jump into that, I wanted to let you know that I've created a free guide for you called Five Strategies to Help You Work with Difficult Parents. And we know that working with parents is part of the job. And most of our parents are fantastic, but a few of them can be pretty demanding and that can be emotional and difficult for us as private school leaders. But this guide will give you some tools about how to build better relationships and have better meetings with the difficult parents at your school. So you can grab that guide over at theprivateschoolleader.com slash parents. And again, that's just a gift to say thank you for listening every week to the podcast. And I'd also like to ask for a favor. I'd really appreciate it if you could go to Apple Podcasts or wherever you listen to this podcast and write a review because your review helps the algorithm push the podcast out to more private school leaders. And so wherever you listen, um, but I know most of you listen on Apple Podcasts, if you could please write a review. I really appreciate you listening, and I hope that you're getting value from these episodes, and I really appreciate you helping me out. So thank you. So I wanted to let you know before we jump into the content that my inspiration for today's episode really came from two different articles. One was by Donna Oram. Um, I think this was back in 2015. Um, Donna is the immediate past president of NAIS, and the title of the article is Authentic Leadership in an Era of Change. And then another article from, it was a blog post by Integrity Leadership, on their website, and it's called The Four Key Qualities of Authentic School Leaders. So let's get into it. Do these eight things, and you will be a more authentic leader at your school. Number one, lead with integrity. Lead with integrity. So what does that mean? Well, I know you know what integrity means. It means that you do the right thing even when no one is watching. But it also means to tell the truth it means to keep your promises. Um, it means that you know how to act in alignment with what you stand for. It means that you have the courage to do what you believe is necessary or right, even when it is uncomfortable or difficult for you to do that. And that's really one of the hardest parts of our job as leaders at our schools is that we know what's right. We know we need to do it. But it's uncomfortable, it's difficult, and it's stressful. And it causes us to have anxiety. But having the courage to do it and then to act in the best interest of our students and our teachers and to do the right thing, that's hard, but it's super necessary to be an authentic leader. And what about with parents and teachers? I know I used to be evasive. I actually used to, early in my career, I used to brag about being evasive and giving half answers and, and just kind of leading people on, but being kind of, you know, coy or, um, you know, telling half of the truth and not really giving feedback, honest feedback. So leading with integrity means that with parents, with teachers, even when it's uncomfortable, that we give honest feedback. And we as school leaders, we want to inspire others with our values and we want to help build trust and have our staff be able to see and know what we are all about. Because if we build trust with our team, they will follow us. And so if we want to be more authentic leaders, the first thing to do is to lead with integrity. All right, number two, 
be genuine. Now, I know that genuine and authentic are synonyms, but let's just talk about that word genuine for a minute. Genuine means the real deal. Authentic leaders show their real selves to their followers. And so we're just trying to be ourselves. Don't try to be something that you're not. And not only will they see right through it, the, the teachers, the kids, the parents, but it's also exhausting. It takes so much less energy to just be yourself. And I get it. Um, if, if imposter syndrome is kicking in, and I'm reflecting back to my early days when I was a young leader, and I was pretending to be a leader that I wasn't. I was pretending to have it all together, pretending to know all the answers, pretending that I didn't need any help because I had imposter syndrome. But people want to follow people that are real, that are genuine, that have flaws. And so we need to be genuine. And the last thing that I'll I'll say, I want to go back to something I said a moment ago. It takes less energy. And I'll give you an example. So if you're an introvert and you go to a cocktail party, at the end of the party, when you get home, you're going to be exhausted. But if you're an extrovert and you go to a cocktail party, you're going to be energized at the end of that party. So if you're an introvert at a cocktail party and it exhausts you, that's because you're at a social event and you're not a social person. And so my point is, is that it takes more energy to pretend to be someone that you're not than it does to just be yourself. And we have a very small amount of energy in the first place because our jobs are so demanding. And so the second thing to do to be a more authentic leader is to be genuine. All right, number three, lead with both the heart and the mind. So what we do is emotional work. We're passionate about our kids, our students, our teachers. We're in a job where we can change lives. We have a sphere of influence where we've been planted, where we can make a difference, but it's emotional work and it's demanding. Well, authentic leaders are not afraid to show their emotions or their vulnerabilities. And authentic leaders also seek to understand others and lead with empathy. And so we know that Empathy is a huge skill. Uh, Leading with empathy is a huge skill that we need to continue to improve. And one of the seven habits of highly effective people by Stephen Covey, one of the habits is seek first to understand, then to be understood. So if we want to be a more authentic leader, we are going to lead with both the heart and the mind. Okay. On to number four. So if we want to be an authentic leader, we are going to, number four, stay deeply connected to a very clear and compelling why. So authentic leaders, authentic school leaders, have a very clear and compelling reason why they do what they do. And I've told you before on this podcast that for me, I write, my compelling why at the top of my task list every single day and I write throwing starfish and it's about the starfish story where a boy throws one into the 
ocean and looks at the old man and said it made a difference to that one. I know you've heard me tell that story before. But what about you? What is your clear and compelling reason why you do what you do? Is it something that you can write down in a word or in a phrase? Well, authentic school leaders, they know themselves well and you you know what you stand for and what you want to achieve. And you know why you've chosen to take on this mantle of school leadership. And when something is really difficult to do, you have to have a really strong reason why you're doing it. So for example, if you're trying to lose weight, and that's really hard to do, if the only reason that you have is because you want your clothes to fit better, that's a good reason. But is it a strong enough reason to keep doing the, the, the um, healthy eating and the exercise that you need to do to lose that weight? Maybe a more compelling reason why that will move the needle is to think about your loved ones and that you want to be around for them and you want to be active and you want to be healthy so that you can spend time with them. So you, you get my point that the harder something is to do, the stronger our why has to be. And you know, as well as I do, that our jobs are very, very difficult. So authentic leaders are deeply connected to their purpose and their purpose drives them every single day. And as a result, authentic leaders are better able to articulate the school's vision and your team will be more able to see beyond their own classroom and connect with the bigger picture. And I want to pause there for a minute. Everyone, as human beings, want to be part of something bigger than themselves, whether it's a team or a faculty or um, a church congregation Whatever it is, we want to be part of something bigger than ourselves. And so if you have a strong why, and then you can articulate the school's vision clearly, then people can get on board with that. And then you can stay motivated even when times are tough because you'll be sustained by your driving purpose, your big why. And so the fourth thing that authentic leaders do is that they stay deeply connected to a clear and compelling why. Okay, on to number five on our list. But before we do number five, let's just quickly review um, the first four. Number one is lead with integrity. Number two, be genuine. Number three, lead with both the heart and the mind. Number four, stay deeply connected to a clear and compelling why. And number five, have the courage to be vulnerable. So author Brene Brown says, you can't get to courage without walking through vulnerability. An authentic leader knows that vulnerability and open communication are crucial for meaningful human connection. So what do I mean by that? Well, people don't want to be led by a robot. People don't want to be led by someone who doesn't show emotion. People don't want to be led by someone who is perfect and never makes a mistake. People want to be led by human beings. And if you want to make human connections with your team, then you need to show a little vulnerability. And again, I'll reflect back on earlier in my career. 
and maybe even early when in my um, tenure at my current school is that I just I didn't want to show vulnerability. I wanted to show that I had it all under control, that I had all the answers, and that I never made mistakes, and I never had anything in my personal life that was an issue. But if we want to be authentic, we have to have the courage to express who we really are. And we can share our beliefs and our goals and our concerns and our fears openly and honestly, and that encourages others to do the same. Um, Nelson Mandela said that when we let our light shine, we unconsciously give permission for other people to do the same. And while this is slightly different than that, I would say that it's true about vulnerability, that if school leaders are a little vulnerable, that that encourages and gives permission for our team to be a little vulnerable as well. And so if we're not afraid to have those deep and difficult conversations that come from the heart, even if there's a risk involved, even if we might get hurt, then what happens is that our team will be more likely to speak up and ask for help when they're struggling or they need support. And like I said, as a new leader, I never asked for help. I didn't want to appear weak. But what we need to do is we need to model our humanity for our team. I'm going to say that again. Authentically, as an authentic leader, we need to model our humanity for our team and be open and empower them to do this, empower them to do the same. And so if our, if our teachers, if our staff, they feel heard and seen, listened to, cared for, and that they understand that they can show up as themselves, they will show up as their best selves. People want to work somewhere that they feel safe. They want to be led by a human being. Now, just one caveat, we don't share everything. I don't share everything with my teachers. If there's a loss in my family, they know about it. If my wife is having a health issue, um, I might share some of that. But we have to use common sense and be open and be human. But we also can't drift into where we're oversharing, sharing everything, because then that's just one step away from using the issues that are going on in our lives as a reason slash excuse for maybe not stepping up and fulfilling our job responsibilities. So it has to be balanced. We have to use common sense. But authentic leaders have the courage to be vulnerable. All right, number six, know your strengths and your weaknesses. So an authentic leader recognizes their strengths and the skills that they need to work on. Need to get better at this. I'm pretty strong at this. So we assess our own strengths and weaknesses and we're honest with ourselves. And so we are more able to make full use of our talents for the benefits of our schools, for the benefit of our schools, and also we're not afraid to be honest with ourselves about our weak areas. So again, imposter syndrome creeps in there, us trying to be something that we're not, us not wanting to be found out as incompetent or whatever it might be. We try to hide those flaws. We try to hide our weak areas, but we need to acknowledge, recognize, 
just accept ourselves for who we are. This is who we are right now, but it's a process of growth. You know, you're listening to this podcast. You're trying to grow yourself as a school leader. We don't have it all together. We don't have all the answers. That's why we're always trying to grow. And so we also have to have a growth mindset when it comes to our current limitations. You know, early in my career as a head of school, I knew very little about school finance, about um, accrual-based accounting and the different things that went along with that. But I learned and I got better. And did I become a CPA and an expert? No. But did I grow and learn enough so that I could speak intelligently with our accountant and at the board meeting? Yes. So again, having a growth mindset, our skills are not fixed. We shouldn't be ashamed of what, where we're lacking and just know ourselves and don't be afraid to improve our weak areas. Okay. We're getting there. Number seven on our list of eight ways to become a more authentic leader. Number seven, be mission driven with a focus on results. So authentic leaders are going to put organizational goals ahead of your own personal interests. So for example, if you spend too much time and attention on one area, you'll come across as fake when you're giving lip service to another area. So let's say that you love basketball, like you love going to the games and you love basketball at your school, you love basketball in general. Well, if your decisions about the budget and the uniforms are, you know, you're spending a lot of money in that area, maybe more than other areas, and if you are putting pressure on teachers and asking lots of questions about, well, is this star player eligible? What do they need to do to get eligible? If it's clear to your team that the basketball team is more important than other things, then you're going to lose credibility. And so, again, you're putting the goals of the school ahead of your own personal interests. Another example could be that you love the spring musical, and then that's reflected perhaps in the decisions that you make. The budget is really big. The costumes, we spend a lot of money on the costumes. Um, maybe rehearsals happen and they're missing academic time. And the answer is always yes, when it comes to the spring musical. And it's really clear to your team that it's more important than other things. And then you lose credibility. So if we're mission driven with a focus on results, that allows us to be more authentic because we say that the needs of the organization are above our own personal interests, but we also know that actions speak louder than words. So we have to focus on the mission, focus on results, and then that will keep us from getting distracted and derailed by our own personal preferences. And number eight on our list of ways to be a more authentic leader Number eight is apologize. So early in my career, I rarely apologized. I thought it was a show of weakness. I would make excuses. I would get out my blame thrower and start pointing the finger that it was this person and it was that person and it was because of the weather. It was, you know, whatever. You come up with all these excuses and then you don't apologize. Well, here's the problem with that. My teachers knew that I had messed up. 
or a parent knew that I messed up, or even students knew that I messed up. And so they know I messed up. And so if we mess up, we need to apologize. And so what I do now is when I mess up, I just say I'm sorry that I fill in the blank, and I say I will work really hard to make sure that that doesn't happen again, and I'm really sorry. As simple as that. And I know it sounds, I just made it sound simple. It is really, really difficult. But the more that you do it, and then the more that you actually own the responsibility to make sure that it doesn't happen again and to work hard to do better in that area, then the easier it becomes to be real and to apologize when you mess up and to not see it as a thing that you should be so embarrassed about that you see it as a show of weakness and you just start pointing the finger and coming up with a bunch of excuses. So authentic leaders apologize. All right. So what are our big takeaways from this episode? Well, I think we can all agree that we want to be authentic. We want to be real and genuine. We want our teachers to follow us because they see us as people that are real human beings that they can trust. So what are the eight things that we can do to be more authentic as we lead our schools? Number one, lead with integrity. We tell the truth. We act the same when no one's watching. We do the right thing. We keep our promises. Number two, be self-aware and genuine. So we want to be self-aware of you know, the different, our interactions, but also just genuine, just like I said, just real, and that it takes a lot of effort and energy to act like someone that we're not. Number three, lead with both the heart and the mind. What we do is emotional work, but we need to make sure that we are leading with that passion, um, but also, and, and, and acknowledging it, but also making sure that we're making intelligent decisions that are well thought through. Number four, stay deeply connected to a clear why, a, a clear and compelling reason why. What we do is very difficult, and the more difficult something is in life to do, the stronger the reason behind it needs to be. And so, what is your strong and clear and compelling why for being a school leader? Number five, we have to have the courage to be vulnerable. And so, we're vulnerable. We share a little about what's going on with us. It takes courage to do it, to overcome that imposter syndrome, that to overcome that what we think is a show of weakness. But teachers and staff want to be led by a real human being, not a robot. Number six, know your strengths and weaknesses. You can leverage your strengths, but then with your weaknesses, have a growth mindset that you will improve in this area and that you're not just stuck with a certain amount of ability in that area. Number seven, be mission driven with a focus on results. If we do that, that will help to keep the needs of the organization above our own personal preferences and will be seen as genuine and authentic. And number eight is to apologize when you mess up. They know you messed up. They know they, that you should apologize. 
we need to have the courage to apologize. I like to end every episode with a call to action. So your call to action for today is to think about these eight areas, which will be in the show notes, and you can get those at theprivateschoolleader.com slash episode 38. Look over these eight things and decide which one of these is my weak, weakest area, and then commit to growing yourself in this area. So quite simply, decide which area is my weakest point, and then commit to growing myself in this area. Okay, so let's wrap it up together. I hope you got value from this episode. I have another free resource for you that's called the Top Six Ways to Protect Your School from a Lawsuit. And this is a 10-page PDF that will help you keep your staff and students safe and help keep your school out of court. And litigation is expensive and time-consuming and stressful, and this is a common-sense guide that will help you be more intentional and proactive when it comes to protecting your school. And you can get the top six ways to protect your school from a lawsuit over at theprivateschoolleader.com slash lawsuit. And if you're getting value from the podcast, I'd love to hear from you. Shoot me an email and let me know a strategy that you're trying or a pain point for you right now because it might be the topic of an upcoming episode. And you can email me at mark.o.minkus at gmail.com. That's M-A-R-K dot O dot M-I-N-K-U-S at gmail.com. And be sure to subscribe so that you don't miss an episode. Again, the show notes for today's episode are at theprivateschoolleader.com slash episode 38. And a new episode comes out every week on Apple, Spotify, YouTube, wherever you listen to podcasts. You can connect with me on Instagram at the private school leader or Twitter at the PS leader. And if you got value from this episode, I would just love it if you would share it with another leader at your school or someone that you think is an aspiring leader at your school. And I've been your host, Mark Minkus. I just want to say I appreciate you so much and all the amazing work that you're doing at your school. And thank you again for taking some of your precious time out of your busy schedule to be here today. And I will see you next time on the Private School Leader Podcast. And until then, always remember to serve first, lead second, and make a difference.